0: Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks. Says and politicians getting caught grabbing asses. She's driving it home with Patty Vasquez.
1: That you have taken some time to go outside and walk. There is, I know I say this so often this fall, we've been blessed with so many beautiful days, but uh, I'm telling you, you got to get out there and enjoy this. It is simply glorious. And I know that we, uh, I know that we have a couple more days of 60 degrees and higher weather coming up, but I never, you never know when that's going to change. You never know when that's going to change. Uh, Judge Weaver, uh, Judge Weaver joins me in in the studio. Well, I know that you're not, you're not sworn in. Judge elect. Oh, thank you for the clarification. Judge elect. I don't want to get in trouble. Michael Weaver joins me in studio. Before we check in with him uh, about judicial races and what, what it takes to uh, get elected, what you need to know going into the voting booth, I do want to, someone asked about the, uh, Green Party candidate I had on yesterday, Taniel. Jackson. I also had Mike Bittner on. They're both running for MWRD, the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District Commission. And uh, look, you know, I know folks are like, well, why, why are we talking? Well, look, I, I, as a Democrat, I believe that all voices should be heard. And looking at the candidates, in particular in the race with Tennille Jackson, I feel that she is more qualified. And I've talked about it before. I do not think that Dan Policheski is qualified and he has bad judgment. We talked about this last week. He showed up at my friend Tom Karmick's wake, giving out campaign material, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll talk. And beyond that, he also is part of an organization. He's an officer in an organization that supported, endorsed, and helps uh, spread the word of weaponizing a rape survivor, a domestic violence survivor, and a homicide survivor. So yeah, I'm gonna talk about that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I mean, I'm not on the air on Sundays, but I'm gonna do it and uh, come at me. Uh, coming, <laughs> so coming. Okay, I came in hot. Let's uh, take a moment and uh, one. I want to talk about how. Great Great uh, of the remotes have been with Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive, and getting to know some of the candidates out in the suburbs. Uh, I know right, today she was uh, talking to the folks out like in K- Kendall County. Uh, Heidi Henry, who I absolutely adore. Great to hear from her and all the other candidates. And another candidate you heard during the primary season is in studio with me now. He is judge-elect Michael Weaver. See, I gave you a little bit of distance between my coming and hot. <laughs> he had nothing to do with that. This conversation is uh, uh, also sponsored by Manaqua Brewing. And uh, thank you for that. Let me know when we have also Judge Evans on the phone. Before we bring him on, do you want to tell me a little bit about Judge Evans and why you wanted to to share him with us?
2: So uh, Chief Judge Evans is the uh, chief judge of the Cook County Circuit Court. Um, So he's responsible for all the judges on the circuit court in cook county which is about 420 some judges um and so he runs the day-to-day operation of the circuit court which is a monster I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's like a small little city oh my gosh um, and so he has been doing this for about 20 years just got reelected as chief judge in september by the circuit court judges and he's actually up for retention which i'm sure chief judge will talk about mm-hmm. and what that means because the judges have to go up every six years in front of the voters again so I, it's
1: a, i do wish there was like a select all, and then you go through and like look for the names that you don't want to have, because uh, there's 62, I believe, on yes. the, the Cook County
2: ballot. Yes, yes.
1: And, uh, and look, there are so many important judicial races, and you and I have talked about why these races are important. Uh, let's talk a little bit again about what got you on this path of being in the legal system, of being a lawyer, and, and now ascending. Yes. You're ascending. You're going to be sworn in as a judge in December.
2: Congratulations Thank again. You. Thanks, Betty. But what set you on this path? Uh for for me I mean I I was practicing at a large firm for the last 15 16 years um but I uh was doing a fair amount of pro bono work and I just saw so many people through that work and pro bono is, is sort of giving to folks who can't uh, afford a lawyer and getting a lawyer is much more expensive yeah e- every day I mean it's not just people below the poverty line it's it's working class people.
1: $5,000 $5, retainers. Right. And I'm just spitballing.
2: Yeah. And it's, and it's an unexpected expense. <laughs> yeah, Like at least, you know, like, okay, my mortgage is due every day, but not, not yeah. a retainer for a lawyer. And so I was helping a lot of individuals in a lot of different ways. And it's, I think one of those things that you can either get involved or you can sit on the sidelines. And, um, especially in the last couple of years, <laughs> there are Rolling things that I was saying. Yeah. So, and so for me, it's just being an advocate, I think in the courthouse, um, for folks who, who go in and a lot of times they're going into court in trauma and so sort of helping them through that process. And obviously I can't advocate for uh, a certain party, but I can advocate what I say, advocate for the law mm-hmm. and make sure people who go into the courtroom know what their rights are, what's going on, explain the situation. So that's sort of the, uh, the, the cliff notes version of, of how I got involved and Excellent. why I wanted to do this.
1: Well, let's find out. Uh, our guest on the phone is Chief Justice Evans joins us. Hey, Judge. Did I say Chief Justice? What do I, what do Chief I say? Judge. Chief, Chief. Judge. Hi, Chief Judge. How are you doing today? I don't have uh why isn't anything happening? Lady B, do we have uh what I have I have him up, I have that up. I don't know what else I'm missing. Mm hmm. I got that. I got that. I shouldn't be. No, there's this. These are. The, I know these buttons. <laughs> these are buttons that I'm very familiar with. Uh, so I don't know. So sometimes when we do remote uh, broadcasts, there's sort of a, a switch over. So Chief Judge, please uh, bear with us because we already he's already like trying. The Chief Judge is trying <laughs> to call, call in, it. and uh, we're on the air, right? Can people text us and Hello? let us know. You, can? <laughs> like, you never know. So what? Oh, see, I would not know that button at all. That's another that's a, that's a that's totally button. different button. They hey, just installed that, right? <laughs> right in front of us. Hey, Chief Judge, how are you doing today?
3: Oh, I'm doing just fine, Patty. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you and with Mike Weaver.
1: I appreciate it. Now, I, I, I want to ask you the same question that I asked uh, Judge-elect Michael Weaver about what. Tell us a little bit about your background. First of all, where'd you grow up, sir?
3: Okay. I, I actually grew up in uh, Chatham. I was born in Hot Springs, Arkansas, but I moved here. Early on, so I went to high school uh, on the south side at Hirsch High School, and I grew up in Chatham. Uh, but I, um, for a long time, I, I served as an alderman of the fourth ward, which which uh, permitted me to represent Hyde Park, Kenwood, Grand Boulevard, and Oakland. And I did that for eighteen years before I became a judge. Nice. And so uh, I I had a good long career as public servant, even before becoming a judge. And as Mike will find out, uh, it, the, being a judge is the best job in the world. I'm looking forward to swearing Mike Weaver in Aww. on the first Monday of December. And I bet you when he's back on your show again, Patty, he will... Confess that this is the best job he's ever had.
1: He's only allowed to come in here if he's wearing his robe, though. That's, that's just for fun. What would you well, say? You'll
3: give him you'll give him special dispensation.
1: <laughs> with, uh, with the view and persp- perspective of your career and where you are now as a chief justice of the circuit court in Cook County? Yep. Uh, so this, I'm learning. I'm learning. My good friend Tom taught me a little bit. Uh, so tell me, you know, looking back at everything, because it's a lot of hard work being an alder person. You are on call 24-7 for everything yes, from yes. Cri- crime in the neighborhood to a pothole to a dead pigeon in an empty business. And now you are, as Mike, as a ju- Judge-elect Mike Weaver just mentioned, you're basically running a small city again, kind of. So uh, how much did your experience as alder person inform your role as a justice?
3: You know, it it really helps an awful lot. Uh, Being a public servant um, for many years sort of uh, let me know what responsibility there is to help the people who put us in office. And so um, it it is an opportunity to continue my public service uh, in the judicial branch. And the difference is that we now uh, operate a court that is... The public's court, we, we are representing them, and I want them to feel welcome. We, we provide, for example, uh, uh, interpreters. Uh, uh, as chief judge, I'm over the interpreter's office, and we provide free interpreters for any hearing that needs to take place anywhere in Cook County, free of charge, and that's any language, Spanish, but also any other language, uh, exotic languages or not, Polish, uh, Russian, uh, Ukrainian, uh, you name it, and we provide it free of charge. And we also provide free court reporters uh, for people who um, come. We want to make sure that there's a record of all the proceedings, and and I'm over the court reporters, too. We um, are over the probation officers. We have adult probation officers and juvenile probation officers, and, and we have um, social service probation officers. Uh, we have uh, in excess of 2,500 employees and wow. more than 400 judges. So uh, we, uh, we operate uh, uh, a system that is one of the largest in the world right here in Cook County, and uh, we work for your audience. That's why I was so anxious to talk to them today because they need to know. We welcome them. And we have all kinds of services that most of them don't know about. For example, we we have uh, restorative justice courts and we have problem-solving courts. We want crime stopped, of course, and we have people who, who commit crime. We, we certainly prosecute them uh, in our courts and, and we lock them up. But we also have courts that are problem-solving courts. For example, if uh, somebody has a mental health problem, we have mental health courts. We don't want to lock up people who have a mental health problem. We want to help them address the mental health issue that they have. We have veterans courts so that we can help veterans who are returning from Afghanistan and other places. Many of them have PTSD. We don't want to prosecute them and lock them up. We want to help them. Many of them come back and they don't know what their rights are. They're sleeping under bridges and. And, and they don't have jobs, we can help them. We can connect them with services. They've already done their service for the country, and we want to help them. We owe them. And so we have veterans courts, and we have drug courts as well, people who are addicted to drugs, we want to uh, stop their addiction, and we have drug courts designed to do just that. In addition to that, we have restorative justice courts where we help uh, young people who are between the ages of 18 and 26 uh, and we help them if they are charged with nonviolent violent uh, felonies or misdemeanors we try to help them and uh, we stop their conduct they have to admit what they did wrong but we help them by healing them rather than just prosecuting them and i'll give you an example of what i mean if some young person in that age category has, uh, let's say, broken in somebody's house, burglarized somebody's house, and uh, uh, stole their computer. Uh, What we do is they get caught, and yes, we could prosecute them and send them downstate. But what we do in restorative justice court, we say, no, no, pal, we're not going to send you away. We're going to have you work in the same community where you stole that property, and we're going to have you, your first salary is designed to replace what you stole, you gotta fix that door that you broke in. You gotta buy that owner of that computer another computer, and you owe an explanation to that that owner as to why you did what you did. And we uh, have them sit in circles with their teachers, with the police officer, with their family members, mother, father, uh, guardian, and and they promise never to do it again. And then we have them repair the harm that they did, and. Uh, if they do all of that, and, and we find out, for example, that they stole that computer so they could sell it because they were addicted to drugs, for example. We make them go to get their drug addiction uh, removed, and, and they, they become free of their drug addiction. They come back, and um, we uh, show that they have done what we asked them to do. We then dismiss the case against them. We expunge their record. And they come back to the community as contributing citizens rather than convicted felons. So we have all these kinds of courts. And my guess is your listening audience does not know about these things. So that's why, Patty, I thank you for having Mike and, and me on so that we can talk about their court. We work for them. And we want them to know they don't need to be afraid to come to our court if they've got a problem with the uh, landlords or evictions and things of that kind, we can connect them with services. We can connect them with resources that are coming from the federal government, from the state, from the city, to be able to pay the landlords if they owe the landlords, be able to find the kind of housing. If they want to move, they can find the kind of housing without getting a bad record. We. That's why we ask people, bring your problem to court. Don't try to resolve it in the street. And that's why It's such a a pleasure to be on the show with you so we can talk about some of these, these wonderful programs that we have to help your residents, the ones who are listening to us today.
1: Well, I have to thank uh, Judge Mike Weaver as well because I, I think that the audience is a pre I would be appreciative if I was sitting in my car or at home listening to this conversation. I do need to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about how important it is that you are talking about all the things that the Circuit Court does. Again, we are talking to the Honorable Chief Justice Timothy Evans. In studio, we have Judge Elect Michael Weaver uh, just about to embark on this, uh, this journey of uh, serving in the courts uh, in Cook County. So let's take a break here, and I, I want to come back because there is a lot of background noise, and not even noise. It's a it's a pretty loud growl from uh, different parts of political, uh, you know, arenas talking about what happens in our courts and all these sort of, you know, obviously lopsided uh, depictions of it. And what you have just laid out to us, I think, is a much different world than what people understand the, the, the courts to be. So stand by, sir, if you don't mind. Do you, I know you have to go uh, in 10 minutes. Can I hold on to you for 10 minutes?
3: Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll stay right with you. No Outstanding,
1: problem. sir. Thank you so much. Well, more in a moment on Driving It Home with me, Patty Vasquez, in studio with Judge Elect. I'm going to keep saying it.
3: <laughs> Michael Weaver, more in a moment. The Hal Sparks Radio
0: Program. Grandpa's just rage-tweeting, and Ivanka's not calling right now and saying, Dad, what are you writing? You can't write somebody as a death wish. You know what I mean? Nobody's even bothering to have that conversation anymore, which is in many ways a good sign. It means that they're not expecting anything from him. They've had conversations with him. They know he's not running. They know this is a bluff. Hal Sparks, Saturdays from 11 to 1 on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive
3: Talk. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk where facts matter.
4: Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Manaqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time.
1: Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern in Rogers Park and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly.
3: You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We
1: are joined on the phone by Chief Justice of the the Circuit Court of Cook County, Justice Chief Justice timothy evans and in studio we have judge-elect michael weaver and uh and and i, I said do, you know, do you want to ask uh, your new boss anything and he's like i i uh i want to know uh what what how do you uh process chief justice a chief judge um all the the noise i mean how do you guys how do you because because you have to you can give uh, judge-elect mike weaver some advice on how to like just weather this storm of lies and attacks how do you filter that
3: we, we do uh, fight uh, back from those uh, misunderstandings. And I think in many instances, Patty, those people who are saying these things just really don't know what the truth is. Uh, they, they don't know uh, that um, the law is passed by the legislators. We don't make the law. We have to follow the law. We have to take an oath uh, when we are sworn in, that oath that Mike Weaver will take has him following the Constitution and following the laws that are passed. And we then interpret those laws. And people somehow uh, blame the court sometimes for the laws that we are required to follow because that's what the law is. And so uh, I'm just glad that we got a chance to be on, on the show here to clarify some of that noise Uh, Some of the things they say about the cash bail, for example, is just misunderstood. Um, Cash bail is still the law in the state of Illinois and will be until January 1st, 2023. But what the people don't understand is that uh, under our Constitution and under the laws that I'm talking about, you can lose your liberty while you are charged with a crime in only two ways. The the one way most people know about is if you have a full trial and you're found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And that way, if you're found guilty, you can lose your liberty because you've had a full trial. But the other way is the part that they don't understand where there's so much misunderstanding. Uh, that is the pretrial phase where The law says, the law that Mike and I have to follow says, you are presumed innocent until proven otherwise. And so when a person is arrested, they are presumed to be innocent of the charge. And the only way they can lose their liberty at that point is two ways, and two ways only. One way is if they are a clear and present danger to the public. The other way is if they are a flight risk, if they don't intend to come back to court when they're supposed to come back to court. Otherwise, they are to be released during the pretrial phase, and that enables them to contribute to the defense of their case. It gives them a chance to hire a lawyer and find witnesses and do all those things that you need to be able to do in order to defend yourself. Because at this particular point, you are presumed innocent. But the cash bail system said, oh, yeah, you're presumed innocent, but we're going to make you, uh, let's say you're charged with a crime and uh, the the uh, bail is $100,000. What that usually means is you have to come up with $10,000, 10% of that 100000 even though you're presumed innocent. And most people just don't have $10,000 to put up while they're trying to defend themselves, while they're trying to hire a lawyer, while they're trying to uh, prove that they are innocent and that they're not guilty of what they've been charged with. So what we say is, under the current system that permits cash bail, what happens is a lot of these gang members, for example, if they're charged with a crime and and we uh, enter a cash bail for them uh, to come up with, $10,000 $10,000 out of a $100,000 bail, they can usually do it. They've got the money. So here they are, they're guilty in the community just because they can pay the $10,000. But the innocent person who doesn't have the $10,000 is in jail pretrial. And so uh, what happens when you are in jail pretrial is you can't, you can't pay your lawyer, you can't look for witnesses, you can't pay your rent, You can't pay your mortgage, you can't support your family, and you're certainly going to lose your job. No employer is going to keep paying you while you're locked up in jail, even though you're presumed innocent. So that's why we're against cash bail. It doesn't mean that we want guilty people out in the street. It's just that the law says you can't lose your liberty unless you follow the law. And the law is, just as I Allocated, And you're right, Patty. Most people don't understand that. They're being told, oh, if you get arrested, you shouldn't be back out the very next day. You should still be locked up. That's not the law. The law presumes you to be innocent, even though you've been arrested and even though you've been charged. And the only way you can be held pre-trial—that that is before you have had your trial and an opportunity to be found guilty or innocent, the only way they can hold you is if you are a clear and present threat, present threat, not yesterday, I used to be, but now, or if you are flight risk. And I'm just so glad you gave us a chance to kind of clear that up because you're right. There's so much confusion out there and mis- misstatements being made, and, and this gives us a chance to clear it up. Thank you.
1: Well, of course. And I know that you both have uh, a very busy schedules, uh, in particular, right, you know, in addition to the work that you're doing and being on the ballot, uh, you know, getting out and, and talking to people. I would like to invite you both back in studio. Uh, maybe once a month we check out, we check in with our judge. It's like, you know, I'll figure out a title for the segment. But I, I, when you have time, I'd love to have you in studio with uh, uh, Judge-elect Mike Weaver, maybe after he's sworn in, we can celebrate.
3: Well, I look forward to that. In the meantime, I hope your audience will uh, take the time to vote yes for those of us who are running for retention. My my key number is 217, for example, uh, my punch number, and we need 60% of the vote in order to uh, remain on the bench. Even though we're not running against anybody, Patty, nobody's running against us. We uh um, at the bottom of the ballot, though, that's the problem. We're at the end. Yeah,
1: you I know are. <laughs> no, yeah,
3: they don't know our names. They they look at they say, oh, sixty people, and I got to vote yes for each one of them. I don't know these people, so I'm I'm on your show, yes, speaking for myself, Timothy Evans, punch number one at two one seven. But I'm also speaking for the other sixty members of our retention team, and they are including justices uh, from the. The Supreme Court and the appellate court, like Mary Jane Tice, who is going to be sworn in on the 14th of November as the chief justice of the whole state. Uh, uh, and then we got the appellate court justices, and we've got other circuit court judges in the position that, that um, Mike and I serve in. So if, if your audience takes the time to vote yes for each one of us who are running for attention, even though they don't necessarily know all about us, uh, just keep in mind some of the programs that I just discussed. And Mike Weaver, next time you talk to him, he'll be working in these very programs.
1: <laughs> That's right. I appreciate it, sir. Have a wonderful evening. I hope you get to enjoy some of this beautiful weather we're having. And we will talk to you in a few weeks again if your, if your time, if your schedule allows.
3: I would look forward to it, Patty. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to talk to you and your audience. And Mike. I look to swear you in on the first Monday of uh, December, buddy. I'm looking forward
2: to Looking it. forward to it, Chief Judge. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much. Take Bye care. It. Again, that Bye was – uh, thank you so much. That was Chief Justice for the uh, Circuit Court of Cook County, Timothy Evans. Thank you so much, sir. Have a great evening. Let's take a break here. And, of course, I'll be doing traffic in just a moment.
3: Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Weeknights from 5 to 6 p.m. on WCPT 820.
0: This is WCPT 820, where facts matter.
3: You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Master on WCPT oh.
1: 820. I, was, I cut off Dan Levy. Th- Sorry, Dan, and the wonderful promo. I was like, we should hang on this listener uh, who Jim has been on hold. We have Judge Elect Mike Weaver in studio with us. And uh, let me get Jim because he's been on hold since you came in. And uh, you, he was so funny. You're like, should I go? I'm like, sit down. <laughs> For a little while, I can tell you what to do.
2: You're out of order. You'll, you'll always tell me what to do, Patty. <laughs>
1: Uh, hey, Jim. What's up, my friend?
2: Hi,
0: Barry. And, and good luck to the judge getting uh, sworn in in December. I was just going to mention you. that you know, that person was uh, sentenced to 17 life terms for the slaughter. In Parkland? And 17 life and 17 life terms for the injuries. And the poor parents had to I know. give their statements in court. And just two weeks ago, Trudeau passed the law in, in Canada firing all assault weapons. And uh, the series of guns, but the saw weapons in particular. And it just gets me that uh, we can't move the ball down the court. And the Canadians can do it. I don't know why we can't do it. I've never been to Toronto. It's a beautiful city. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Appreciate
1: <laughs> it, thanks, Jim. Uh, I do. I I I haven't been to Toronto in a long time. Have you been to parts of Canada?
2: I've been to Nova Scotia, Ooh, which is pretty. beautiful. Yeah, like it was great. We were we were there for like a longer weekend, and it was just nice fall weather and yeah. Stuff. So yeah. it's a
1: beautiful country. I did yeah. a two week uh, road tour of comedy clubs, and when I say comedy clubs, I mean casinos and bars that had a dance floor that they turned into a comedy stage. <laughs> uh, but like, I I went to places like a Medicine Hat. At I was in Regina. That's the, uh, when the lights, it, sometimes the light flashes for the phone ringing, oh. and sometimes for the doorbell. Like, when you ring the doorbell, like, the, you can see it's it's listed. Yours would be the white one, so that's it. Huh. You're like me. What's, I, what's, what's that? that?
2: What's, where am I? <laughs> what's <the>
1: flashing lights? <laughs> uh,
2: I thought I was in trouble. But it's, it's I, I, suite. sweet. <laughs> right,
1: you went Ding, 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 ding! You are our 10th customer. Uh, I, I, I loved, I drove all over Canada. I was in uh, Saskatoon, uh, I was in Regina, that's the way you say it. Um, <laughs> but to Toronto. So the reason I wanted to go back to Toronto, uh, not just physically, but also there's a, a show that I love called Kim's Convenience on Netflix. So if you had a chance to watch that, okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to find ways for you to also relax. Uh, you've you've uh, won your race. You're going to get sworn in. I know you have a lot of work to do in your office still. You're going to have a lot of stress. Uh, do you are you the kind? Have you talked to any judges about like what they carry with? Like I, I think of like doctors who have really hard cases, and obviously you're going to see a lot. What have you talked to them about decompressing?
2: Yeah, I mean it's so important. Because because I think, I mean, even as a lawyer, you take your stuff home. But as a judge, I think it's especially so. Because you are sort of seeing people every day. Yeah. And especially in some of our courts are juvenile justice and our just domestic violence courts. And so uh, the judges have told me, like, really make sure you find time for yourself. And whatever that yeah. is. And, and judges do different stuff from sort of the... What you would expect, like yoga and meditation and other things, and people just go for a walk. Do that too, and that also. I'm not that flexible. Um, You can be, or doing walks or whatever it is, reading a book. I mean, Mm -hmm. I. um, So i definitely know that going into it that I have to sort of make sure I I find that balance again. I mean, it's weird because I found a balance in the law firm because I've been there for 16 years, and so now it's sort of starting new and finding what's exciting. Oh, totally, but finding what the new sort of balance will be for me is is something I'm looking forward to.
1: Are you a meditator? Sort of. I
2: mean, yeah. I was raised Catholic um, <laughs> and so... Okay. I, and I'm excited to see where this goes. I know, I know, I know. So I'm like, so that's like my base and so I sort of do this like prayer meditation thing nice. in the morning or evening and it's just sort it, of like... You're like, a meditator. Think about stuff, yeah. yeah. So, but it's not like, oh, um, like right. I don't know, with yeah. music in the back. But no,
1: I mean, like it could be anything. There's a, there's, a, there's also in addition to like sort of because it sounds like you use are mentally gl- listing things or grateful for things. Um, there's like just breathing ones, like oh, just yeah. so the, on YouTube. There's you can do like two minutes, ten minutes, hour. You can fall asleep to some like with just a like a you know depending on if you like someone talking to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for me, it's the breathing. It's centering the breathing. breathing. The kind of techniques. So start that now. All right. So you because then you can do it on the bench, right? That's you don't have to like you just like count your breasts like in for four, hold for two, out for seven. Until my bailiff says, What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. He's going one, two, three, four, five <laughs> Doing math. Doing math. My breathing. Uh, No, it's really, uh, uh, I'm so excited for you. I really am. And I know we talked, I talked last week about our good friend, uh, Tom Carmack, who we lost, uh, who introduced us. And um, I, 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 (laughs) you know, I'm still struggling a little bit. Uh, I have a lot of uh, grief and anxiety. And fortunately, someone gave me some rage to target as well. So that worked. That's (laughs) a good balance. (laughs) That worked out well for me. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, for people who consider running for office, and it is different from as a judge, because, uh, you know, that was something that Tom and I used to talk about was we were going to start our own company and, like, yeah. maybe do some consulting and things like that. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that you would tell, like, let's say there's a lawyer or someone who aspires to run for judge or for office, what would you tell them to be prepared for?
3: Uh, <laughs> and, and is is this just Tom? an hour, Patty, that we have? <laughs> um,
2: I, I think it, it, it's a couple things. I think one is, as a starting point, is why do you want to become a judge? Mm-hmm. Because I think you have to go through a number of hurdles to get to become a judge, and so if you're um, if you're not fully committed to why you want to be a judge, then going through those hurdles is is very painful. And so that's I yeah. think the, the first question is, is sort of what, what am I doing this for, and if, if I want to do it. And then the other is is to find a good like support network. And I'm not saying on sort of running for office or getting signatures or all that other magic. Fun that occurs with running, but like that, people. When you have a rough day on the campaign trail, or you have whatever happens to you, or some comment on Facebook about how you're a horrible human being, um, that you're that you have that support to go to, to be able to to talk to people and 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 make sure that you have that somebody has your back at the end of the day. For, yeah. for me, that's what got me through the. Year plus process of running countywide, Um, and then on the joke is having a good car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, well,
2: because you put a lot of miles on
1: It was was funny because I don't know if you uh, you weren't able to you you weren't at the old plank. I can't remember. If I saw you... Yes, I saw you at Old Plank, right? Yes. Tom's? Yes. I'm sorry. It's all blur. Yes, I did. Uh, But did you see the person talk about how uh, Tom's car, uh, just like, it could take, you know, two (laughs) days... He bought a new car, and within a day, it was a campaign car. So be prepared to have your car just filled with... And I tried really hard. And people told me to be ready for getting, like, parking tickets and things like that, but that never happened. I was pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say... Because you're running around. You're running around. Oh, you're running around. Yeah. Yeah. I had, like... Change of clothes. I had like because you never know what's yes. going to spill on you. Yep. I had flyers. I had a flat iron. I don't know. You don't, maybe you don't carry that with you. <laughs> no, no, my, I don't <laughs> you need have fabulous it. Fabulous hair, by the way. I, I, thank you. I don't need it anymore. I used to have hair down to my shoulders. Oh, yes. Oh. I can, that I was see it. some of those photos. <laughs> yes. those I, have and all I, been burned. <laughs> and, you, and as far as support people,
1: and you know, uh, again, uh, having people who are also ready to go into battle with you. Yeah. But the people who are already uh, that are very good at weathering your moods when you come out of that battle at night and help you sort of, uh, like my husband was masterful at it, uh, was able to sort of bend the way I needed to go. And also, uh, there's a candidate right now collecting signatures, and she showed up. At, I told my friends, her circle, I'm like, throw something together where it's just at your place, it's casual, there's music and just relaxing. Right. So, but she showed up at a, at a trivia night, and she's like, I just need to talk to people that aren't strangers. And that's really, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's taxing, especially if you're, if you're any kind of an introvert. I am not. Uh, I will talk to anybody. I, I went door knocking for. her. I was like, "Hi," <laughs> I'm like a puppy going to other people's houses. Hi, what's your house look like? <laughs> oh, I love how you decorated. <laughs> but no, but so to, so also figure out what your personality is. you yeah, right. You yeah. have to know what you what why you're doing it is the most important right, thing. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's very cool. Let me uh, take a call. Uh, let me take this is Steve's call before we take a break and continue our conversation with Judge-elect Mike Weaver in studio with me. We were talking earlier to Chief Judge of the Circuit Courts of Cook County, Timothy Evans. And Steve, he's not with us any longer, but did you want to say something in regards to his, his, uh, his comments?
4: Yes, I wanted to follow up on his uh, statement about the Safety Act. Um, I am embarrassed to admit that I only recently found out a second reason why the Republicans are so against it. Um, apparently, when uh, if you go to prison, and you know, most of the prisons in Illinois are downstate, that community gets to count you in their population. Oh, I did not know that. Chicago. Yeah. So you can be from Chicago. You wind up in prison downstate. That counts towards their representation. This laws will change that so that if you live in Skokie, when you go to prison, Skokie still gets to count you as. I did you know, not know that. that... Numbers. I didn't either. I, I will not name it, but it was, a, it was on a rival radio station. They mentioned this. And I went and I looked it up and I was like, why are we not talking about this? Of course, that's why they they don't want this to, to stand. They don't want to lose the power.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I I, I had I was not aware of that either. So fascinating, mm-hmm. and on top of it, by the way, uh, I remember I used to have a joke about this. You know, I do stand up comedy. Uh, I used to have a joke because there was a, when Governor Quinn was in office, he was signing a contract promising the private uh, prison system that we would maintain a ninety percent uh, inmate in like a population occupancy. Occupancy, right? and I was like, "What's that going to be like when you get pulled over? Do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> uh, you got some empty beds? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a thing that was in the All news. Right. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of really strange things when it comes to our judicial system, to our penal system, that I'm glad that you called and told us about that because I was not aware either. You're very welcome. Thank you.
4: Have
1: a great night. See, this I love this audience. Thanks, Steve. And uh, at 773-763-9278 is the number to call to join our conversation. We are in studio with Judge Elect. I'm going to say it over and over again until you are judge. You're my own PR. Judge, <laughs> judge Elect Michael Weaver uh, of, the, it, of the Circuit Court. Circuit Court, yeah. That's why he's your boss. It makes sense. See, yeah. how, I, see how I did all the that, that was I drew the man. lines, yeah. 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 There's this, there. Oh, let's take a break. More in a moment on <laughs> Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez, on WCPT 820 AM. You're listening to The Heartland Signal.
3: You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter.
1: I don't like the bad words in this song. They're blasphemous. I can't sing
0: alone. Well, here's a version just for
3: you. Sing with me just like Jesus would do. And vote! Oh, gosh darn it! Oh, God. Gosh darn it gosh darn it. It's the american thing to vote gosh darn, it. gosh darn it see that you vote gosh darn it vote ah, oh,
1: f- 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 that is uh, Steve Goody. Uh, you can catch Steve Goody along with me, Brett Tassel, tomorrow night for the virtual comedy show at 8 p.m. Uh, but actually, I'm going out for drinks, I think, with uh, another judge. I, sh- I shouldn't tell Judge-elect Mike Weaver that I'm going out for drinks with another judge. Oh, I'll get I jealous. Want, I don't want to get you mad. Mm-hmm, I should see if you're free. I, uh, I have, somebody has texted in what's his punch number. I'm guessing you're asking about Justice Chief Judge. I'm sorry, Chief Judge Timothy Evans is punch number 217. I wrote it down. That's I good. Notes. Thank you. That's 217. Punch number for the retention. You'll get to the end. It's going to be 60, 62 judges up for retention. And uh, I, by the way, Brad, I saw this today. Are you calling about a concern that you have about a race in California? Hey, Brad, what's on your mind? Unbelievable. Huh? Yeah. I, so Katie Porter's race might be up for grabs. She, like, yeah, the, the uh, She's definitely
0: up for grabs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she, how how, how how do you? Because people don't like logic anymore, Brad. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. again. They don't like logic anymore. Logic, reason, people who explain things in a consumable way—that's annoying to them. Yeah, she explained. She explained inflation about price gouging, and people went, "Oh, exactly. it's 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 hating the messenger,
0: right?" And you know, and you know, um, Ari Melberg just had on Grover Nor- Norquist, and he just he just allowed him to spy, lie after lie after lie. I wish he had Katie Porter on against him. It's this guy, I mean, oh, he's one of the unknown people that has completely destroyed our democracy. I had one of the worst days I've had in a long time yesterday, just being exposed to all this stuff. I'm trying not even to pay any attention anymore because it's so, soul crushing. It's I just a, don't even know what to do.
1: It's that fine balance of not letting it get to you, but not being complacent, right? Because not, yeah. not knowing what they're doing is dangerous because... We kind of let it go, right? I mean, there were folks who were fighting and saying we needed to do more to reinforce Roe v. Wade, and we were complacent with their like, "Oh, it's the law of the land; it's settled law; it's precedent." And we went, "Oh, okay, I guess we're fine." You know, we didn't; we weren't thrilled about the, the appointments, you know, the choices for the Supreme Court, but we were complacent for for a lot of that. Well,
3: I don't think it's
0: I don't think it's inapt anymore to uh, to uh, draw the analogy that's becoming clearer and clearer every day between now and weimar germany you know this is what they did they took over the media they just said lie after lie after lie after lie and people internalize it and they think it's true they think inflation is biden's fault when it's an international problem and the like you said the price gouging that katie porter Exposed that over fifty percent of inflation is caused by in the insane corporate profits, including the, the newly record-setting of oil company profits yep. that uh, that was repeated back from uh, back when I forget was it, when Bush was president. They made more money in one quarter than they've ever made before, and that's being surpassed now. Well, you know, it's like people just don't you know the messaging it's all about propaganda the messaging is is not happening on both sides because we're inundated with talk radio and fox news and and the, the republican you know quote unquote government employees that serve us lying there you know what off all the time and never being called on it on on uh, even on m s n b c and c n n yeah which you know, I, what are you going to do?
1: I, well, I here, And I also think we need more Republicans like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. I think more from within their own party, because it's not going to be us. They don't want right. people who are already suspicious of liberals and Democrats and progressives. Uh, we're commies well, as far as they're concerned.
0: Too. You're not going to change the you're not going to change the minds of the people in the Republican cult, because that's all it is now. Let's, you know, let's, yeah. it's cliche to call it that. But they, they're immune. They're a nerd. To that, to any reality who doesn't fit their version of the world that Jim Jones gave those poor suckers in California. You know, they they hook, line, and sinker buy this stuff that is completely not true. This whole election denialism stuff. You know, it's like that's just that's because they say it all the time. Carrie Lake, people like that. That the smirking face that she's got and making jokes about. Yeah.
1: About, about Pelosi? Yeah. Oh, they, no, I agree completely. They
0: are monsters. Hello. They are soulless, power-grabbing, hungry fascists. They're neo-fascists. They're no different than the brown shirts that Hitler hired to, to serve his purposes and then killed half of them when he got into power because... For what I have, yeah, I gotta.
1: I know you're. I, I, you're freaking this. me out. <laughs> <laughs> got, just,
0: rid the, he just, got rid of the SA and replaced them with the SS. You know because they weren't they weren't beholden enough to him. and they killed the guy that. Uh, was ahead of the essay. So
1: well, here's what I want to say, and, and Brad, I, it sounds as though you have either voted already or are planning to vote. But I want to, I want folks who have of not course. voted yet or who are like, ah, what difference does it make? It, what, what difference it makes is what Brad is talking about. Where we're tipping towards, and, and we're at, we're not even tipping anymore. We are at a full speed sprint uh, towards some devastation, uh, and we've well, already can witnessed.
0: You just imagine what's going to happen after this election if by some. Fortuitous, fortunate act of God that uh, we win, win these races in Georgia and, and Pennsylvania, and at least keep the Senate in Arizona. You know it's going to happen. It's going to be it's it's going to be like way worse than in '20 because all these Republicans control. The way a lot of these votes are going to be counted or, or uh, certified.
1: Hey, now you really but are God freaking me out.
0: How so long? Just you, you, yeah. You are God, freaking me you out because can't even imagine what's going to happen. What
1: Brad's saying is that either we, we, we if we win we lose if we lose right. we lose. Tails I win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: man, I can't Can start drinking. If the yet? Democrats started saying, "Hey, by the way, you Republicans control all the all the levers of the vote counting. We're going to say we're not accepting the, the results of this election because you know." You've done your Nazi project projection. You're the ones that are stealing the election. You tried to steal it. You had a you had a coup on January sixth. Hello. Yep. And they and you know, like.
1: I- it, it's you, Brad. Call us, call again, and uh, we'll call. Give me a call tomorrow. We'll we'll walk through some more. Uh, oh, we okay, we, we do some med- more meditating. But but I think ringing the, bringing, ringing the ring <laughs> the alarm bell is also worthwhile. Brad, take care. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later I this wish week.
4: People would wake up.
1: I know. Me too. I'm trying. Okay. Right. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Brad. Later. Thank you. Uh, one of the listeners uh, texted uh, what's uh, Judge-elect Mike Weaver's uh, punch number. He won his. Uh, so the primary for some candidates was the election. So he won his election in June
2: correct but yes. i'm still 119 so you can still vote even oh, though i'm that, unopposed oh that's
1: right i did vote for you didn't yeah. I? I hope exciting. so <laughs> <laughs> it's so, weird. so 119 is his punch 119 number. he's unopposed but uh, thank you for asking and making sure that we're taking care of yeah of, i appreciate
2: that and as brad was just saying i think it is so important to vote and don't i mean i know it's overwhelming <laughs> at times and frustrating but that's where our, our voice is and maybe it's still pollyanna but that's where the vote is and I'm going to segue into that there's actually three, because we in Illinois, we elect our Supreme Court justices, Mm -hmm. and there's actually three justices up for election. So one here in Cook County, which is Justice Tice, and so she's up for retention, like Chief Judge Evans. So she's up there, so please vote for her. And then there's two other Supreme Court justices up, um, one up in the second judicial, like Lake and McHenry County in that area. And then another in DuPage and Will Kankakee County. So, folks in those areas,
1: look for Judge uh, Elizabeth Rochford up in uh, the, the Iroquois. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, Judge Mary K O'Brien are right. very crucial races. Absolutely correct. Uh, and before we go, because uh, I've, I've been binge watching, like I said, I've been binge watching. Kim, so you watch TV at our movies? Do you have anything? Oh, I do. Been-
2: We've been. Uh, I've been watching. Um, what's the new? The Disney Plus. Uh, Andor. Are you watching Andor? The Star Wars? Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah.
1: It's it's a little dry, a little slower,
2: yeah. but it's really, really. We're enjoying that as well. I always like the backstory because I think I'm a nerd that way. Like, <laughs> like. I don't know, the senator and all that other stuff. It's it's I fascinating. Love, I like the Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. All
1: yeah, right. I just wanted to lighten it up because I'm having an anxiety attack. Uh, thank you, Brad, for yeah, raising the alarm. Just go outside. Right. It's
2: beautiful outside. I can do both. Right. I can't take it that away from so us. Nice.
1: I'm at Zany's tonight. Uh, the star- show starts at 7 o'clock. I got to go pick up my mom because she I was running out. to like, take me with you. Okay, I'm picking up, Mommy. Be ready. <laughs> uh, it's the Bad Moms of Comedy. Uh, I'm sure there's no copyright problem <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, so it's a bad moms a comedy at Zany's. Uh It's me, uh, Leah Leah Berman, uh, Orly, uh, Colleen Brennan, and I will be closing out the show. So I'll see you in a little bit. Great. I'm not telling you to go to that show. No. Uh, there's other ones. It's a whole mom show. I'll tell you about it's bad moms. It's bad moms. Have a great night, everybody. Again, uh, Judge-elect Michael Weaver is punch number 119. 119. And Chief Justice Timothy Evans is 217. Uh, To Neil Jackson, I believe the two Green Party candidates for MWRD are 55 and 57. Bye, everybody. Have a great night.